Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Hey everybody, I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. <laughs> now, you guys, as you know, Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them on the way down. Hey, what's up, John? Hey, buddy. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm doing, I'm doing great, dude. I am so glad to hear it. Happy, <laughs> Happy New Year again to you. Happy New Year's, yes, everybody. We hope 2021 is going better for you than 2020 probably yeah, did. Yeah, we hope, it's, we hope it has removed the shiv that 2020 left <laughs> stuck in your back as it walked away while you were bleeding on the ground. As I sit here in my basement... Uh, I, I, I'm assuming that we're probably the number one podcast in the world by now. Uh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> why, why wouldn't we Thanks, be? Thank you all for making us number one. <laughs> Cheers to you. We Cheers couldn't have done you. it without you. <laughs> Come back next week. Special guest Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be on the podcast. Yeah. Lots happened in a week. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking over there, friend? Uh, I am drinking that Jefferson's ocean aged, that bourbon Shit. that they put in. I they want put a in, glass. Um, That'll be my post New Year's present to you. It's going to be a delicious bottle of this bourbon. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's got a nice salty, unexpected salty brine to it. Is that what it is? Is that what it, like salt air is in? in I, I mean, so I don't know whatever. why. I guess they just have they have a deal to put it in barrels that are being shipped overseas anyway. And, it you know, it ages while it's out there. And I think that it's just, yeah, it must be something about being out at sea that gives it a little bit of like a salty brininess, not overpowering. It's not like drinking like an Isla scotch or something like that, but it's like, it's just an interesting flavor profile for a bourbon. Is it made by Jefferson reserve? I think like the same. Them? I'm pretty sure it's, it's them, <laughs> but, it, but, the, but they don't call it Jefferson's reserve. It's just Jefferson's ocean or yeah. yeah ocean aged. Um, I am doing a complete change of pace and I'm drinking a margarita. What? <laughs> well, I feel well, like what? I'm closing a chapter. I feel like I'm closing a chapter in my life because I just polished off finally a bottle of uh, tequila bought in Mexico on my honeymoon uh -huh. in 2013. <laughs> okay. But t tell, tell us all why that's, why that's interesting. <laughs> it's aged to perfection. Well, that... The, the bottle of tequila lasted longer than the marriage did. Oh, that's okay. We, <laughs> we all been there, baby. It's all good. Yeah, dude. I'm drinking this Jose Cuervo Silver from Mexico mm. with a weird mixture of Jose Cuervo sugar-free okay. uh, margarita mix, regular margarita mix from Jose Cuervo, and a splash of uh, orange pineapple juice from mm. Kroger. It's like a... It's like a fucked up 
Texas margarita. That sounds fancy as fuck. I, I, I. It's actually, it's actually amazing. Yeah. And it's getting the job done, if you know what I'm saying. I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying, and I approve this message. Um, uh, where did we leave off? Where, well, what are we talking about? Well, I guess we should tell everyone, if you're just tuning in, hopefully by your podcast label, you were able to divine that we're talking about. This is our last chapter in our breakdown of The Long Kiss Goodnight, a 1996 vehicle starring Gina Davis and one <laughs> Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson um, yes. in, in one of his all time favorite roles. Um, and it's a, it's been literally a nonstop action thrill ride. <laughs> Can you, is a movie a vehicle if it's not a vehicle for a particular star? Um, you know more about movies and the, and the fine, the, uh, what is it? The fine points of the word vehicle. I always just thought, and this is my naivete, <laughs> thought that, that when you call it vehicle, it just means that any old movie that, well, I mean the, you're the star of the movie that, okay. and that yeah. I guess I guess it I does guess help so. if it propels you to stardom, which this movie definitely did not. <laughs> <laughs> it might have ended careers. I feel like only Sam Jackson came out of this thing smelling like a rose. Well, and Brian Cox. Even he's still every, badass. Everyone but, Gina, everyone but Gina Davis. No, Rennie Harlan was fucked after this. Yeah, that's true. You can't go back to back in Hollywood at this at this magnitude and expect everyone to kind of roll over and forget about it. And the dude who played Timothy, I feel like he never recovered. Yeah. I, mean, I never yeah, saw him in anything else. And he was kind of enjoyable in this yeah he was he was one of those villains that we love that was just like relishing being so bad (laughs) and i i don't know whether it was because people saw him and it just like yeah i don't know what the deal was but you're right like i i went back and tried to remember anything else that he'd been in and this was this and him playing max bear in cinderella man are like the only things i can remember him being in yeah why don't you bring us up to speed here on the plot well kevin Friends, let me tell you what happened, because it's a lot Um, (laughs) in in about 35, 40 minutes. uh, We covered a lot of ground. So, yeah, Mitch and Charlie headed back to her hometown in Honesdale to get the key that would open her safe deposit box in which lay her vast fortune from her career of murdering people what was the deal the key was like on the teddy bear or some yeah, shit the, the, well, she knew the key was in the house but i don't I, she'd forgotten that she put it on the bear conveniently named mr perkins <laughs> mr perkins <laughs> mr perkins so some bad guys roll up um trouble ensues but mitch and charlie are equal to the task however what they didn't expect was that timothy was going to swoop in and kidnap young caitlin and um, he calls with further instructions. They trace it back to an old hotel or lodge or some damn thing near Niagara Falls. And they um, they roll up and are immediately captured. It's like, let's make a shit plan. <laughs> and then bad guys immediately do what bad guys do and divulge their entire master plan, which in this case is to stage a mass murder via a chemical bomb to uh, basically steal some money from Congress for a new war. Um, they're also going to freeze Charlie and Caitlin to death in a meat locker and leave them out in the middle of nowhere. So it looks like she's a bad mom, (laughs) crazy lady. (laughs) Um, and then at that point, Charlie drops a bomb that Timothy is young Caitlin's father. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Um, Timothy decides. He doesn't to, give a fuck. He does not give a fuck. He's like, "Can you bring me my little bitch?" Like, <laughs> he's just like Jesus. Timothy then decides to blow off some steam by carving up Mitch, but right as he's about to do so. Charlie somehow causes this like massive explosion that throws the whole bad guy base into disarray. 
somehow Mitch miraculously <laughs> gets free and she he was and, blown out the window through a sign and into a treetop yeah like went through dropped a, to the ground and he was more or less okay and then somehow uh Caitlin and Charlie were also not killed by that blast yeah so so as all this is transpiring they try now to they escape. were I oh, would yeah. say they were shielded inside the freezer by like a big, you know, steel door. Yeah. From I mean, where the explosion was. But yes, nevertheless, but it, for it to have every the residual. character has died in this movie many times over. <laughs> that's true. That if there's that's I think the lesson to be learned from this movie is that <laughs> there are no stakes. Everyone will be fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they escape, but they're pursued. Charlie tells Caitlin to hide, which she does, but she hides on the truck that's armed to explode and kill thousands. And that catches us up. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> oh man. That was a, there's a lot happening in this movie. If yeah. anything, this movie's fatal flaw is that it's got too much plot. I, I agree. Uh, well, shall we dive into this plot? Yeah, let's see. Let's get into it. All right. So just post explosion, as we said, Mitch has been hurled out a window, has no, <laughs> no right to be alive. And man, the effects, the makeup effects, especially on Samuel Jackson, this is like every time you see him from here on out, he's covered in more and more like gore, just like shit's hanging yeah, off of him, like skin and blood. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he jumps on a radio. He tells Charlie that Caitlin's on the truck slash bomb and that they have 20 minutes before it blows. He gets to telling her about when it gets to 312 degrees, it's going to blow up, which is completely irrelevant. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, it's 20 minutes. And also when it hits 312 degrees, like there's a time, there's a straight up timer on the bomb in addition yeah. to a thermometer. I don't know why the writer, Mr. Black yeah. felt the need to include this temperature of the bomb is such a major plot point. Yeah, no, I, I agree. As you say, the timer, the timer makes that up. <laughs> it's just like a moot point. We don't need to know. We um, got two timers basically, <laughs> well, but, but why double the suspense? <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Mitch tells Charlie that he's going to try to get Caitlin out of the truck and he needs her to cover him. Um, mm. But she's like, there are too many enemies. You got no chance. Then Mitch says, so kill him for me, bitch. What are you good for? <laughs> He's delivering nothing but haymakers. Like his lines are all incredible. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Sam Jackson. He I love him. He destroys in this movie and, and every other. It's so good. So kill him for me, bitch. What are you good for? <laughs> he is badass. Utter badass. Um, and then we see like, I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but in a, I think they actually filmed the version and then released it in screen tests that Mitch was supposed to die. And, oh, okay. and, that, and that this part especially feels like foreshadowing. Like it was like getting the audience ready for the fact that Mitch was about to make the ultimate sacrifice because okay. he tells, he has this conversation with himself. He's like, I've got, I've got to get this one thing in my life. Right. And she's yes. like trying to talk him out of it, but he like takes off anyway. So it's like, I feel like that was a moment where we were all supposed to be like, oh shit, maybe Mitch isn't going to make it. Charlie's guiding him as best she can on the radio, covering him as he runs. <laughs> He's like, left, mm. your other left. That old chestnut. Yeah, that old chestnut. Mitch gets shot in the foot, which I, I just, uh, foot and hand Can you injuries. imagine walking with a gunshot wound to your foot? No, I can't. No, I'd just be laying there. Yeah, I would have been like, that's it. Uh, you I'm guys could, should get me. But then he also uh, gets shot in his chest slash shoulder area. Yes. And Charlie keeps the, the pressure on shooting bad guys, but Mitch falls. Right. It sort of seems like he's out for the count. Right. 
Um, then we see the truck with the bomb rolling out. Mitch looks up and Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin inside. That's right. She's in the toolbox or whatever she, the fuck. She's in like a real flimsy looking <laughs> stainless steel toolbox. Yes. Thank God one side's mesh so you can see her face. Uh, because looking out. Why? Why would you have a mesh fucking toolbox where all your tools <laughs> are getting exposed to the elements? Only so that you can see a young child's face <laughs> looking Jesus out. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right. She's inside there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. So, so Mick, Mitch looks up at that moment and sees the the car that we mentioned in the last act with the the frozen dead dummy terrorist in it. Um, and then we have a quick cut to Charlie, who's uh, running the truck down on foot. <laughs> and then she is this scene that's like defies all logic. Uh, she whips around. A car is seen speeding down the road. She just steps out and like mows the sh- like just shoots the driver multiple opens times. Fire opens fire. How, how did she know <laughs> that it was a bad guy? Maybe you're right. There's no way she could have known. Maybe she didn't care. Oh, that's maybe. That's I mean, if she's blooded. trying to get her daughter, but also very lucky for her that the car sort of skids out of control after she shoots the driver and skids to a stop right in front of her because she made no effort to like get out of the road. What would have happened if it just started like flipping like end over yeah. end towards her or something? <laughs> it's like there was no backup plan here. She somehow knew that car was going to stop, which it did, of course, because this is a movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> So we we cut to Timothy, who's yelling at bad guys that Charlie's going to make an attempt on the payload and to watch their backs. And because this is also a movie, we need a (laughs) we need a chopper in here, Kevin. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, We see Charlie uh, crashing a Christmas parade on route to the truck <laughs> which she, she does she drives that car right into the parade which and then people like mob the car like what the fuck is that the mob they on the car swarmed on it there was like fucking plushies like reindeer and big plush outfits fucking furries everywhere <laughs> sexy christmas but it's it's christmas eve right what universe like, is there a Christmas, an actual Christmas Eve parade? Right. What town is having their parade on Christmas Eve? Bunch of That's heathen, weird. A bunch of heathens. They're, not, they're not at home doing <laughs> that. They're not at home lighting that Christ candle is what I'll tell you. They're not. <laughs> um, but you're right. They surrounded the car, but not even. I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking yeah. weird. Um, we then but, so she fights her way through the crowd. That's yeah, basically she, the reason why. She jumps on the truck and commandeers it with relative ease. It's just like she points the gun at the guy and then throws him out immediately. And and that's that. Yeah, that's one of my all time stunts. When I see it happen, I just it always hurts. Oh, when you see a dude fall out of a moving truck, it happens in like every Terminator movie, I feel. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just like, ow, they're landing on asphalt. He was hurting. Um, How much would someone have to pay you to like dive out of a moving tractor trailer just tuck and roll they tell you if i mean if they promise me that it's gonna look okay for the shot if i jump out hit feet and then roll how fast are we talking about (laughs) 25 miles an hour Mm. asphalt slick cold maybe icy asphalt all of my student loans gone gonna wipe them out <laughs> wiped out in one fell swoop i love it that seems fair <laughs> so so then we uh, we couldn't see a bunch of bad guys chasing uh the driver of the truck which i love <laughs> this bit radios to timothy that charlie has the truck sir i'm injured i, I, may, I may be dying 
<laughs> uh, Timothy says, continue dying out. <laughs> Solid. Amazing. Solid bad guy. <laughs> that line. is great delivery as well. Yeah, Kudos, just it's sort of like deadpan, seri- like serious, crazy eyes happening. You can't, um, it's hard to find good help. <laughs> I may be dying. That dude, like, there's no way that dude's dying. There's no internal bleeding. I like to think that yeah, he was just she like, didn't shoot him or anything, did she? No, he was like off somewhere, like rubbing his shoulder. Sir, I'm dying. Like, not actually hurt that bad. He's probably just trying to. He's trying to cover his ass. He was probably he already, had the door locked. He was on a bus on his way to Canada to try to hide out. <laughs> um, so while trying to get the truck to a safe place to blow up, we guess something malfunctions. It looks like she's pressing the gas pedal but some hoses spring a leak yeah it was like the brake line or some some type of hydraulic something or another i i i've watched this scene so many times but there's like so many pedals and i drive a clutch but it's like i don't i can't it looks like she's not pressing the brake pedal i'm very confused by whether she's trying to stop or speed up but my assumption is she's trying to stop and can't i would think so yeah yeah the thing that's weird is the malfunction or whatever it is has nothing to do with anything that's happened like in the movie. Like that was just a thing that was going to break on that truck at that moment, no matter who was driving or where it was. Do I, yeah. I mean, right? did Perkins not shell out enough money for like a nice truck? Like maybe since they know they're about to blow it up, they, he bought the cheap truck. I just don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't. Anyway, it's as we keep saying, it's a movie, shut up and enjoy the diehard. Um, <laughs> But God, it does. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, as she's heading, <laughs> as she's heading toward the brick wall that's there because she can't stop. Um, I, I assume she, yeah, she's been trying to slow down while flying down <laughs> that hill. But right before uh-huh. she hits, she drops. I don't know. Maybe what my favorite lines, or maybe it's just because she says it, and it's like one of the lines that I I really enjoy that she says. But it's like, "Suck my dick, every one of you bastards." <laughs> and I love that. It's so good because she's anytime, a woman. Yeah, <laughs> anytime a woman tells someone to suck their dick, that's just badass. Yeah, that's, I I am on board with that a hundred percent. I am too. Rad. Um, the truck or some miniature. We we reckon plows through plows through a wall and flips the I mean the the effect looks really good it looks real yeah dude that was a great model shot yeah like it had it could only have been a model but it it looked awesome yeah it looked really good it it sort of reminded me of the the kind of quality maybe not quite up to par of the like the bridge scene in True Lies but like yes. that kind that kind of miniature that makes it just because it's a real thing going like in physics is doing what it does it just looks really really good I think in Terminator 2 when they crashed the um the liquid nitrogen truck I think that was also a model shot yeah. which looks amazing um I um, love it's kind of weird like the kid is still in the toolbox right <laughs> thank god it didn't <laughs> land toolbox down am I right <laughs> Either way, though, you're getting like slammed into the sides of this metal box that you're in. That's not survivable. You're not safe. You're not safe inside of a metal box. <laughs> I love that. Like as the truck flips and grinds forward at speed on its side, we see her like climbing her ass up out of it, riding it like a surfboard. Oh Yeah, she's a fucking badass. Nothing can stop her. Um Timothy, who's out with his buddy, <laughs> joyriding, see, <laughs> sees this too late, pulls the car he's in to a 
full stop only to be plowed into by the truck. So this is like <laughs> this is like the second time Timothy's died tonight or third. This causes Charlie right. to go airborne, but thankfully she, she lands in again. some yeah, she lands in some <laughs> sand. Some construction. Yeah, the sand. bridge is the bridge is like under construction. Some yeah. Some type of work is going on on the bridge here. Yeah, we see like the truck grinds to a halt on the bridge that uh that connects the border from uh, Niagara, Canada, and New York, we suppose. The Freedom Which, Friendship yeah, Bridge. That's, like a, that's a real bridge, the Rainbow International Bridge. I've never been up there. It's like the whole Buffalo, Niagara Falls, Toronto area. But, I mean, I need to get up there because that looks so amazingly picturesque that I assumed it wasn't a real thing. But, no, it's real. It's awesome. It's pretty damn cool. It's, it's, it is as awe-inspiring as you feel like it might be. Is it overdone, like overly developed and souvenir shops everywhere and there, stuff like that? There was a lot. I mean, there are a lot of hotels in and around the area and stuff like that. Like in, what is it? Superman 2. <laughs> Superman 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were the fuck were they doing there in Superman 2? They were like on assignment? Yeah, they were on assignment. Like Lois and Clark? Because they weren't a couple, right? But were they pretending to be a married couple? Uh, or something I think, like yeah, to see they, what to see what it's like here is like a tourism piece or something that yeah, they were writing for, for Niagara like, Falls that had already been famous for like 150 years at that point when that movie was weird. Made. Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. <laughs> and that is not like Lois Lane's regular beat. No, it's like go write a fluff piece about what it's like at Niagara Falls these falls these days. It was a it was a slow month in in Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we'll talk about this movie some more. Yeah, yeah you, let's get on it. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Niagara. If you haven't been there, check it out. It's pretty badass. Um, I don't know how chemical bombs work, Kevin, but <laughs> when that truck turned over, it didn't make it go off. I think it can only be triggered by the when the temperature hits 312 degrees you don't or think, the timer runs out. You don't think some high-speed friction and, and uh, volatility are going to make that thing like it sh- cook it up? Should have ruptured, it should have ruptured the tanker. Agreed. Like, I assume the tanker, the tank part of the tanker is filled with accelerant or something that's part of the bomb. I also yeah, thought should, this. It should have been, a, a hole should have been ripped in that thing for sure. So, yeah. But anyway, it, it held up. Yeah, but again, we we mentioned thank God for the toolbox Caitlin's in because that shit's fine. Um, (laughs) She's good. As Charlie pulls herself together on some sand, we see that Timothy isn't in his car. I always love that shot when the hero gets a glimpse like of something and like it's out of focus and then it comes in focus and the bad guy that should be there is not there. The rack focus. I love that rack focus. Uh, Timothy jumps out of nowhere. And we get the movie's main showdown part one <laughs> because yes, the, main, indeed. the main showdown lasts for some time. We get probably like a trilogy of showdowns, <laughs> perhaps. The, la- the long In kiss film. <laughs> showdown trilogy. I love it. <laughs> it's like Return of the King, but not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of trading of blows. She tries to get a gun, which he knocks away. Then he pulls a little knife, which there's another great line there. Um, uh, <laughs> you get, oh, honey, only four inches. And he says, you'll feel me. You. It's weird. That's it's so gross. Weird. I don't even know what to make of that line. Well, it makes me cringe, but I can't tell if it's really good writing or if it's not good writing at all. Well, I think it's not good writing because she knows how big his dick is. True. Right. But yes, if if indeed he sired her child, right? Then we, yes, and yeah, I, I assume she's seen it. 
I don't get it. Maybe it is only four <laughs> inches, but anyway. Um, she picks up a chain because there are always some chains laying around, some loose <laughs> chains laying around. Um, I've never been on a construction site where there wasn't some loose chain lying around. Right. Uh, um, <laughs> either in a, on a construction site or in a final fight <laughs> video game. Uh, so she swings and misses. He like cuts her gut open. He swipes. She wraps Ooh. him up. Over the side they go because there's this giant pit, which I will concede. Yeah, maybe next to this bridge, there's a giant like construction pit where they're doing some like I don't know, reinforcement of the bridge structure, maybe. They seem to fall into like the underworkings of the bridge or something, right? There's a lot of netting that they managed to catch themselves on. Um, and that the guns like hanging there. I, I, yeah, I don't know what world they've fallen into, but this is like bridge construction time. We guess it's very elaborately staged. Yeah. And it it was also like, I thought it was like some full on American gladiator shit with their <laughs> hanging on the net. I have been on in the last few weeks. I've been on such an American gladiators kick watching all these old episodes of American gladiators inspired by our, uh, by our running man series. Yes. Go check and, that out too. And yeah, they're like fighting on a cargo net. Basically you're doing was, the hard, you're doing the hard work <laughs> that we should all be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping, I'm keeping the flame burning for American gladiators. I want I a reboot. It. Netflix, give Ooh, me new episodes. I would like that, like a an honest to god reboot, as opposed to like a we're just gonna try to get some ratings, like running on the uh, the the nostalgia train. There's if American Ninja Warrior can like thrive, then there's definitely a place for American Gladiators. I agree. I agree. Um, I guess back to this movie. This movie <laughs> is this movie more or less interesting than American Gladiators? Be honest. More interesting, but probably less fulfilling, <laughs> less, less satisfying. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, okay. So anyway, Timothy, <laughs> Timothy gets the gun, tries to get a shot off, but as he's doing that, Charlie summons all of the will and jumps and grabs onto him in midair. She's using a lot of core strength that I don't have, um, but she's like hanging on his back knocks the gun loose somehow. And she gives this like big pull backward and he falls. She catches herself with her feet and Timothy plummets (laughs) it to his third death in the icy (laughs) waters below. He falls conveniently right into like a opening in the bottom of running water, which I assume is part of, is it almost the falls or is it's the river? If nothing else, (sighs) it's strange (laughs) that there's a a tunnel with a hatch that he falls into. That's, That's deep enough that he's going to live or he fell right into the river and it's deep enough that he's going to live. But then it funnels into a tube that he comes out of. I don't know. It all (laughs) seems very implausible. That's neither here nor there. We got a movie to get through. (laughs) So as she's dangling there by her feet, we see that Timothy miraculously somehow when he got that one shot off managed to hit her in the belly. Yeah, Um, she's got shot. Which I just can't even imagine. It makes me pale and nauseated thinking about it. Um, then we immediately cut to Timothy pulling himself out of the fucking river. What the fuck? That would be. I mean, it's conceivable. I guess you could maybe have survived that, but you would be into some hypothermia pretty darn quick. Right. Like and that water, even in the summer, is probably crazy cold. And we're talking about late December. Agreed. Like the water's probably barely above freezing. Agreed. If it's yeah. not sub-freezing almost. But yeah. yeah. 
No, we have you'd to be, assume, you'd be dead in minutes. We have to assume that going in that water. Maybe he's had the same kind of training where it's mind over matter that Charlie's had, where mm. she was like in the water earlier. I don't know. That's true. It still it still doesn't make it any more plausible that he's the fall but he's he would have died anyway um <laughs> so that's death number whatever for him yeah, but yeah a, it's a continuation of death okay. number four <laughs> so we, yeah we cut to charlie pulling herself up out of whatever construction shaft she was just in and like limping towards the truck and we hear caitlin calling for help caitlin's alive yes, thank indeed. god um <laughs> we then see a flare fired up in the air and then we see that chopper that Timothy was mentioning before. So they start like opening fire. So the only thing that I can assume is that they think that Charlie is in the truck. Yes. And they just open fire indiscriminately trying to hit whoever might be there. They, so I had just rewatched before we started recording here and there's a, a bit of dialogue that's thrown in there probably just to try to explain this where the dude in the helicopter says she must be in the truck. And then all the shooting starts. Why are they shooting at what they know is a bomb? I don't know. <laughs> or flying right over it in a helicopter. <laughs> that they, I mean, it's like, why not just leave? It's going to blow up. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. A hundred percent. So what do you care about shooting her anymore at this point? We the have truck's on its side. Like, it's not going anywhere. We have strict orders. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're all slaves to their principles. Um, so Charlie shoots back. Kills the shooter and the other guy in the back of the chopper, which causes a flare to light inside the chopper and light uh-huh. that guy on fire, which that's, yeah, fine. I have no fucking problems with that. It looks cool. Um, oh, dude, that was a fucking amazing stunt. Yeah, it Like was. a dude on fire falling out of the helicopter, and I, it was probably a real stunt man because he was sort of flailing around. It's like, super it gruesome. Awesome. It is super gruesome. Um, but I yeah, loved it, though. I, I agree with you. He gets um, tangled up in those Christmas lights that are sort of strung up above the bridge. It's the death of Christmas, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so so after this badass stunt, uh, we see Charlie getting Caitlin out of the truck. Um, Caitlin says, Mommy, I hit my head. <laughs> That's, I guess, the acknowledgement of the fact that she should be dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh, man. There's yes. no blood or any, like, head injury that we can see. But, yeah, she at least acknowledges that she bumped her head during all of that, all so that Ka- chaos. Caitlin's got maybe a concussion, maybe. <laughs> Maybe um, we then see we cut to bomb clock says we got about seven and a half left till go time. Um, Charlie tells Caitlin to run, but Caitlin begs, don't go away again. Um, Charlie tells her I'm right behind you. And Char- it's at this moment that we start to see like Charlie's like super worse for wear. We know she's probably we, oh, we know yeah. she's like bleeding out. Anyway, Caitlin runs off. Charlie falls, understandably exhausted. But then we see Caitlin stop and look back and I'm like, what the hell, Caitlin? Just yep. like keep running. She's um, disobeying mommy. That's right. Bobby. Uh, another. <laughs> we see another. Our, our lisps or whatever. Are speech impediments cute? She, um, I don't even want to call it a lisp because there's Mr. Perkins. There's also Bobby. It's a little bit of like a, a super like nasal like she's got a cold sort of thing going on. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that, that would make sense because she's been in some, sh- she's been in some cold ass situations. She's been riding in a, in the, in the toolbox of a tractor trailer for like the last hour. 
Mobby. It reminds me of there's a very brief scene in in The Hobbit, the book, where Bilbo has like gotten wet and kind of caught a cold and like someone like you know, <laughs> offers him, you know, I don't respite. remember I think, this at all. I, I think, I think it's, I think it's when they're like at the, at the, the lake people, like on lake the, town on the or long whatever. lake, yeah, lake town on the long lake. And he's like, and Tolkien bothered to spell out like fag you very much. Like, like that Bilbo had. And that's all I can think <laughs> of when I'm listening to the scene. It's like, Bobby, Bobby. Do you not- think did Shane Black write the speech impediment or the lisp in the script? Or is that just the kid? Maybe a little bit of both. Like maybe they were like, it doesn't sound like she's stuffed up enough. And they're like, Get just up, Bobby. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, uh, uh, at this moment we see another chopper is inbound. Tim- <laughs> Timothy. Flags is it another it. chopper or is it the same chopper that the dude fell out of? It's a different chopper. It's a different chopper. Wow. Because, because these guys have deep pockets and a lot of resources. Yeah. It, it's maybe they should spend less money on all of this and more on the war they want to have. I don't know. Like <laughs> it seems, it seems like they got plenty of money. Anyway, we, we see Caitlin run back to passed out Charlie. Um, mm-hmm. We also see lots of like Ford Tauruses suddenly <laughs> roll up on the border crossing. <laughs> Um, Damn, well, along, I remember with, Ford Tauruses and Toyota Camrys were yeah. everywhere in like 96. Uh, we also see the truck that we know <laughs> has the decoy in it. Like the decoy car. So we yes. know that all these guys rolling up, these are all bad guys, right? That's what we assume? That's what I, I was... I guess so, but they are... There is scores. That's of what I'm them. saying. Like these... Dozens these of guys, cars These guys arriving. are... Why are they coming these there? These guys are ostensibly American law enforcement agents... They're government that, agents that are, or something, right? They're how, federal agents. How could a conspiracy run this deep that you have close to 200 <laughs> U.S. Uh, special forces or uh, uh, law enforcement guys? Like, what the hell? No one's like, no one's making a dropping a dime and calling uh, the Washington Post or fucking CNN or We're whatever. Creating a war. Yeah, it's I don't know. Such bullshit. But it's um, anyway. Then uh, Kaylin gives her mom a similar dressing down to the one that she received when she was whining about her ice skating injury. She tells her, stop being a baby. Get up. Life is pain. <laughs> um, Bobby. There's, this scene is that's asking a lot of a child actor to try to pull to carry. Yeah, this you were scene. saying that, that like I didn't really think about it. But yeah, like all the life is pain talk and get used to it and crying to your dead yeah, parent. Those are very adult lines. Yeah I, yeah. I didn't think about it until after for a, for a child actor with no life experience. She's digging deep too. Like she, she, she mines the well for, uh, for, uh, emotion there for grief. Yeah. She sells she, it. She, she did an admirable job. I think she did about as well as you can expect of a, of a 10 yeah. year old. Um, it kind of, to me, this, this seemed like a turning, like a shift, a turning point in the movie. It seemed like at this moment, Charlie died. And when she wakes up, like Samantha, her alter ego has more or less like taken control, but she still has all of her like secret agent skills. She's risen from the ashes like I a get phoenix. that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. Uh, anyway, she comes to, she gets up, she looks rough as shit. She's covered in blood. She's bleeding out. She tells Caitlin, you're you're grounded, which is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shane Black's lines, they land about 30. They landed like a 30 percent. I agree. I give him credit. I give him credit for trying and taking risks and 
trying to be creative with the, the way he writes. But yeah, the jokes, they come fast and furious and about one out of every three is yeah, funny. God bless him. Um, and yet here we are. <laughs> oh, I, I love him. I would love to be I, him. Yeah, his, his career path has been amazing. This motherfucker wrote Lethal Weapon. That's fucking crazy to me, man. So nothing, crazy. Nothing else matters after that. Man, shit. Yeah, we, we're going to have to do that one, even though all we're going to do is like talk about it. It'll be a Christmas movie. All we're going to talk about is how awesome it is. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys about this time next, next year, year talking about Lethal Weapon. <laughs> um, so, so then we cut to the chopper, which Timothy is shimmying up the, the ladder um, and tells the pilot to get to the bridge. Doesn't want to leave until I know that bitch is dead. I feel oh. like Timothy is like suicidal yeah. at this point. Like he doesn't care if he dies. He just wants to be the one to kill samantha slash yeah, charlie I, I would love to know i would love to see the prequel where they're introduced but i feel like he is 100 just like bonkers like he knows that the do you think it's like a rom-com <laughs> like like mr <laughs> and mrs smith <laughs> but only they're like just stabbing each other constantly and like sewing each other back up it's weird i bet that sex was off the hook <laughs> that one time they're both just fucking crazy they probably did stab each other multiple times during yeah, dude, they're pouring like cool. hot wax and all that <laughs> <God>. shit. <laughs> hot bullets like touching each other with spent shells. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so Charlie and Caitlin are running to safety, but then the chopper comes out of nowhere, and Timothy does his like helicopter salute number five and just starts and starts shooting at them because you love the Timothy salute. It's such like a calling card. It's and he always looks the exact same. It's like he's it's so well cheerful, like it's so well practiced. He's like, "Good to see you." Now I'm gonna shoot you in the face. <laughs> um, Charlie radios anyone, literally anyone, for help. Please, my we're out here on the bridge. We're gonna die. There are two minutes left on the timer. Yeah. Um, we guess like a, a a bad guy FBI agent says, "There's just nothing we can do, ma'am." But it's. <laughs> It's like we understand we understand your situation, but um, tough shit. Yeah, but fuck you. Uh, <laughs> it's at that moment that we are and Mitch. Mitch yes. sits up in the driver's side of the fake terrorist ploy car, and he is pissed. I love this. He looks like death warmed it's, over. Like it's he just looks like rough. shreds of meat and blood hanging from his jowls. It just <laughs> it's, it's gross. Um, yeah, at that moment, Mitch crashes the car out of the truck. You can't kill me, motherfuckers! It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That dude who was on the radio like goes diving out of the way. Who the fuck was that guy? I guess he was like one of I mean he was he had to have been one of Perkins. Yeah, he's, men, he's one of the right? stooges, one of our one of our uh, our G our okay. turned G men. So why are they even answering her I on don't the radio? Know. It's like at maybe all. if anyone else in the area is listening, just to have plausible deniability <laughs> that we did everything we could, but it wasn't. We we'd never be able to save her in time because of the bomb, dude. Yeah. They're right next to that bomb. That bomb is designed to kill four thousand <laughs> people in close proximity. If that bomb goes off in the inevitable explosion, they're yeah. gonna die. They're all yeah. gonna die. All of those FBI agents are dead. So it's sort of like American Jihad. It's like really, really weird. I don't understand what's happening. Um, so we see Mitch. We were talking. We were talking yeah. about Mitch. Yeah, dude. No one's. No one has ever lived who's more of a badass than God, Sam he's Jackson. So fucking awesome, dude. He's like invested in it at all times. There's nothing he can do that's not amazing. Yeah, he's one of those dudes who like just always brings it. He's good no matter how good or bad the movie is. He's always Agreed. amazing. Um, 
so in this scene, he's like driving towards Charlie and Caitlin while Timothy's shooting at him now. And he stops and yells, Sam. So the way he says it is weird, isn't it? Sam. It's like they've really they've really gotten close now. And he's not he's refusing to call her Charlie. He's like calling her by her. He didn't like right. Charlie, right? That, like that was his thing. He's like, I like Sam. I don't right. like Charlie. And, and I I just even like we, what we were just saying, it's like there's so much emotion like tied into his delivery of these lines and into the way that Mm -hmm. Mitch, the character feels about Charlie, the character. It's awesome. Well, that was his thing. Like I wanted to get this one thing right. Exactly. exactly. Like he's got to see this thing through. Uh, So we see Samantha get Caitlin in the car. Then she's trying to draw Timothy's fire. She looks up and, and then this part's fucking badass. This is a great little sequence here, a little stunt sequence, but she looks up and she sees a gun like dangling near the, the, the dead and on fire soldier that fell out of the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. It's like still slung over his shoulder. But it's like, sort it's of like so whatever. they're tangled up in the lights, but that gun's clearly, it's like dangling in the flames. So oh, yeah. Gun, yeah. It'd be yeah, hot so, as hell. <laughs> um, she pulls out her knife, which is identical to Timothy's knife, mm-hmm. cuts the strand of lights. The body acts as a counterweight. We guess that yanks her up in the air, like uh-huh. as if she was on a pirate it was ship. Awesome. <laughs> It was awesomely staged, yeah. like this whole sequence was well, all the pieces were put put in place, you know, for this particular it's like a gag. Rube Goldberg machine going off. Um, <laughs> as she flies up in the air, she grabs the piping hot gun and just, right. and just unloads on <laughs> Timothy, who falls out of the chopper, uh, lands on the truck, and still doesn't appear to be dead. <laughs> I feel like as he's falling, she delivers that great line, die screaming yeah, motherfucker so we talked to, to him, which she had said earlier, yeah, she, right? So, yeah, she told, she told him as he was leaving the cooler to leave her and Caitlin to die. She's like, I'm going to watch you screaming. Do you believe me? Because you can always tell when someone's lying. Yeah. It's fucking badass. Um, yeah, she's a badass, Charlie Baltimore slash Samantha. That's right. So we'll call her Samantha now since she has transitioned back to mommy yes. mode. So, so Samantha slides back down the light strand and runs to the car. We hear some of the goons on the bridge saying they have to stop her from getting to the border, which they're pretty much Why? already like, no, you don't. Also, I noticed this was kind of weird. I don't know. I don't think it was meant to make a political statement. It was probably just meant to not make anyone mad. But the Canadian flag was like in flames <laughs> and, and old glory was doing just fine uh, shit. up there. God damn it. They're probably like, we can't burn the American flag. Well, we can let the Canadian one Poor burn Canadians. though, whatever. That's some bullshit, man. Canada deserved better. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're, they're only, so yeah, they're saying we got to stop her, but they're only 10 seconds left. And at this point, what, what does it matter? She's going to. She should die. She's going to be yeah. vaporized. They all should right? be. So in my mind, all of those cops are at the, at the wall or at the border going, well, we're all going to die. <laughs> we're all, <laughs> They're like, true believers. Be like exchanging pleasantries, like saying adieu to one another. We'll see you in the, in the, in the, in the great beyond. <laughs> I'll see you in hell, Johnny. <laughs> uh, so Mitch drives up like Mitch is trying to get them off the bridge. Um, right as the bomb's about to go off, we see one last shot of Timothy, who is miraculously still alive. And then, <laughs> and then he alive. gets vaporized when the bomb goes off. It's a cool effect of the car driving That's away right. with the explosion behind. I, I liked that effect. Like that whole, like the, the fireball behind the car driving off was cool. That was, I assume that was another model <laughs> shot or whatever, but that was like an epic explosion. Yeah, it, it, 
the whole bridge is like crumbling and the cars are being flung into the air oh, yeah, and, and like, like the that. back of the, the back Loved of the car it. is on fire and it's like like thrown up in the air because of the blast and, it's and awesome i love awesome. <laughs> I, I like sam jackson delivering gold without even saying anything is like when when, when caitlin <laughs> says don't hit the cars right it's like raining cars down around them and he throws this look at her like just fuck do you think like i'm the, doing it's the most epic <laughs> like side eye i have ever seen in my entire life somewhere a little while after all this turmoil has happened mitch has to pull over and god damn it wouldn't we all wouldn't we all just need to like pull over um he can't drive anymore um so he is like there's this sweet blood soaked moment of tenderness when he calls caitlin gorgeous and tells her that she has her mother's eyes and don't believe any differently which is which harkens back to the the previous chapter where where uh samantha slash charlie told timothy that that Caitlin has his eyes. And I just think that that was like, that was badass of, of the Mitch character to do that in that moment, to be oh, like, yeah. you got your mom's eyes. Mitch has a lot of heart. It's so good. Mitch has so a lot of good. heart. Yeah. I assume this is probably the moment where Mitch was meant to have died. If that was going yeah. to have happened. Yeah. I, I kind of, I got the feeling too, that like dramatic, <laughs> dr- dramatic expiration was supposed to happen at this moment. And maybe it, it, like it had re- the, the the emotion had reached its crescendo. It'd have been sad for him to die in front of Caitlin, though. So you said the test audiences didn't like yeah, him like, dying, like, and they they changed like, it, or they went and did I some think, reshoots. Yeah, they they or went what? and did some reshoots. So, so I'm I'm okay. also wondering if the line "You can't kill me, motherfuckers" was added <laughs> was added because Samuel <laughs> Jackson was like, "You can't you can't keep my character <sighs> down, baby." I love it. So it's at that moment that um, Samantha shows Mitch the key to the security box and reminds him that they're filthy fucking rich. I think I had forgotten about it as a viewer of the film by now. So much other shit had happened. Like, oh, that's right. There's money out there. There's a case of money Kevin, somewhere. That was not even. Movie time, that was not even 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I know, but dude, like that was the MacGuffin, yeah. right? Like that, yeah. And well, it's like, like it, so much shit is happening. It is in this true, film. though, that as, as much as the security box played into the plot, it wasn't like, it wasn't something that was like an overriding principle. It was just like, you know, it was sort of like her, her weak ploy to try yeah. to get out of the, of what was going on. It was like stopping the, Stopping the bombing plot yeah. was that was the main exactly plot of the film. So we cut to sometime in the near future. Uh, Samantha looks to be driving through what it, it looks like Sonoma, like wine country or something like that to me. Yes. In what Beautiful. looks like the Thelma and Louise car, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Convertibles down. She's got like the scarf she tied around very her hair, fucking I think. classy. Um, a call comes through from President Geary. Um, <laughs> who extends his th- yes, who extends indeed. his thanks and asks her to come work for the State Department for a shit ton of money. He says to her, "Would I be out of line if I asked you to come back into government?" Like, what the? Fu- That's a weird thing to say. That's a weird phrase. I wish he'd said. It's like that thing. The government. Look, we got to coordinate with I the federal about, people. I was just <laughs> about to say, would you be interested in coming back? Coming back to work for the federal people. We have an office for you set up the at the secret, federal building. The men in black oh or God. some shit. Yeah. We should write a movie and just call whatever vague people. government branch the federal people. 
Jesus. <laughs> um, she shoots him yeah, down. She's though. like, no thanks. I've got papers to grade. And that he'd be surprised how much a good teacher can earn as she checks out her briefcase full of money in the seat next to her. But before they hang up, she says, I got a favor to ask of you, President Geary. Um, and they cut to Larry King live. We love Larry. Where Mitch... So I take it if Mitch was meant to have died, all of this must have been yeah. reshoots. Like they got Larry King on the phone and they're like, what's up, LK? Yeah, I, I wonder what uh, the ending <laughs> would have like. Maybe the, the movie was supposed to have ended similarly, but there maybe wouldn't have been a call from the president or maybe there would have been. And she was just like, leave me alone. But like, maybe what would the favor have been. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, cut to Larry King, where Mitch, uh, after being singled out by the president, is weighing in on the Perkins case on Larry King live. I love that his ex-wife is staring in disbelief. See, I assume that's the favor, right? Like, please make Mitch a hero so that he can get back on, get the, what, win the approval yeah, of his exactly. son and or which is Which is a big stand-up move on Charlie's part. That's badass. I like it. We also get <laughs> the delivery <laughs> of yet another another golden line. Um, and I don't know whether it's, it's golden <laughs> because of the way it's written or just because of the way that Sam <laughs> delivers it. But man, it's because Sam Jackson can do no wrong. Well, I'm always Frank and earnest with women in New York. I'm Frank in Chicago. I'm earnest. <laughs> and the look he gives, like he's just so happy with himself for his, for his joke. And yeah. There's nothing Sam Jackson can't like sell uh, to me. Like there's no line he can't make work. I just, that should not have worked. I can't think of another actor who could have sold well, that. It's just a shit eating grin that he looks around. He's like, he's like, I've been planning this. Is it good? Did you guys like he was it? He's playing the room. He's like, is the grip or the gaffers? Are they li- are they laughing over there? Is the lighting guy laughing? That's exactly what it is. Like, oh my god, it's so good. Um, I want to see the rest of that I interview, oh. like of his appearance on Larry the, King. It had to have been amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Samantha. We have to leave Mitch, unfortunately, and cut back to Samantha. Um, and she <laughs> and, and hubby slash fiance are living the good life, sipping wine, having dinner in the golden dusk when she suddenly, and for no discernible reason, Whips, whips a big ass like steak knife at a stump and then like shrugs it off like, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Everyone is tickled by this and I don't I know why. It. They're just all like, oh, I like your yuck, yuck laugh, your goof. Gorge. Like, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but they fucking the music fires up the song free by tracy bonham and uh we're yeah, played we, out credits went back roll. and listened to some other tracy bonham the other day she she was a she was a, you she were was, digging her you were feeling she her had flow. A, she had a very sort of like alanis light but yeah like the other songs that we went back and listened to i was like yeah i'm into it i like that sound it's it's she very indicative of the 90s it feels that that time we got some aerials of where samantha and family were living and it was a fucking that amazing is no joke dude it looked like the foothills like around the sierra nevada no, and, like and there's not there. a, i'm sure it was not another house anywhere in sight like they're, they're yeah, doing dude they're oh doing the round gosh. and round like that like just like panning all the way around the property. And so that house must be on what dozens, hundreds of acres, maybe. Yeah. It was amazing. I guess that's where they spent that money. Well, Oh yeah. Um, and that dear friends 
<laughs> is a long kiss good night. Yeah, it was a uh, man. I had not seen this movie ever in my life before you suggested it. And it was awesome. Yeah, good. There was bits that were amazing. There were bits that are like, what the hell is happening? So I feel like it was perfect Absolutely. for us. <laughs> it's a nice change of pace, a female That's lead. Right. That's awesome. Love. I dig that shit. Um, America was not ready for this. Yeah, unfortunately. Because the movie cost $65 million to make, only made $33 million domestically, made $89 million worldwide, so it broke even. But um, yeah, Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis, who were married, mm-hmm. he was the director. They had done Cutthroat Island the year before this, which was a, a mega right. bomb. So I think the the speculation I think was that the stigma of how bad that movie had done carried like over to this. Off. They were like, Oh, it's another Gina Davis or any Harlan movie. Like let's not but watch do, it. Do you think that, that the general public in the late nineties yeah. would have been savvy to that unless they were just like avid entertainment tonight watchers? Like I just, I think there could have been a piece of that. Also a piece of, you know, this was like a pre, Angelina Jolie or uh, Charlize Theron world where maybe people weren't ready for like a, a female driven action film. Yeah. I almost wonder, I don't know. Like it would, it would it have been, would it have been um, a liability to have like a big, like huge star? Cause there were no huge stars in this movie. Like Gina Davis was a star, but she wasn't no. a mega star. It probably would have helped. It probably would have helped, but the marquee names we're not necessarily like people you thought of with alongside action right. films. Right. So yeah, it would have been tough to figure to find the right uh, balance. Was Sandra Bullock kicking ass at this point? Like when was speed speed came out uh, 94. Okay. So she maybe could have, done she would have been too, she would have been too young to have had a 10 year old. That's perhaps. true. She, yeah, you're, you're right. Because Charlie, cause she was probably 25 to 30. She could have yeah. played. You're right. You're right. Maybe you're you right. Know. And I, yeah, I don't see her as someone who's like beaten people's asses either. <laughs> That's true. That's you know? true. She's yeah, awesome. She, yeah. She, she always is great in most everything she does. I'm sure there are people we're not thinking about Rosie O'Donnell. You, definitely. <laughs> she could have fucking Ma- crushed Madonna could have been in it. Madonna. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm trying to think if Halle Berry was Ooh. like on the scene yet by then. Um, I don't think I don't think she yeah, she definitely wasn't on the like the same star level at that point. I think she was a she was getting ready to blow up though. You needed someone who, yeah. Gina Davis had what she had going for her was size. Well, like but she's she probably five. Also, 10, she, six also she also was believable in the role of like this woman had been out of commission for like nine years, and it's not to say that she like looked like it, but it's like she wasn't twenty something years old. She was like thirty something years old and looked like this, you know, beautiful suburban housewife. Who, oh, I just also mm-hmm. happen to be a, you know, a murderous badass. So, yeah, she was the right age. I feel like all the pieces aligned for her to be in that role. I just didn't, I, I wasn't thrilled with her performance. Yeah, I get it. I get it. On some <laughs> levels, like it was hard to, I don't know if she was playing it campy on purpose, but there was just like the delivery of the one-liners and the jokes and like the you're grounded or uh do you think we should get a puppy like it's just i think that it was supposed to just be sort of campy it was supposed to be so like off the rails that it was supposed to be funny like all of it was supposed to just be kind of this unbelievable situation um 
those might be the things that if you're Shane Black, you write them and you expect that they'll in the editing room, they'll cut out the jokes that aren't great. And I, they might've just left them uh, all in hey, on this one. Do you want to get a puppy? I don't Shut know. Shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> boo. It's just weird. You would, yeah. Some, some of the moments are just like the thing with the throwing the knife at the stump at the end. It's, it's a just disconnect. Like, it's a big disconnect. Yeah. It makes you, it just jarring how unfunny some of the things are. Um, Let's talk about 1996. I was about to say, you may be interested to know that the Long Kiss Goodnight, a Long Kiss Goodnight, the Long Kiss Goodnight, was the 47th tops at the box office that year. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about some else, things that were, that were in 47th. Um, number one was a little indie movie called Independence Day that grossed, that grossed $817 million. <laughs> I think I went to go see that movie probably three to four times in the theater. Oh, man. It was a crowd pleaser, and I feel like it has not aged well. But it was like a crowd pleaser. Why why did it not age well? I think it's, um, for the same reason, a lot of like mid-90s shit hasn't aged well. It's like, it just feels very dated if you go back and watch it. I will say the effects are kind of badass, but like the humor of it and the look of it and the... There's just a lot about it that hasn't like I go back and look at I could watch Jurassic Park probably literally every week (laughs) and it's aged well because I think it's had a master craftsman who was interested in making something timeless as opposed to making something that's very trendy. I get it. That's what it is. It's Independence Day is a trendy movie. It was made to be the perfect film for summer of 1996, which was the but not like summer of every summer going forward that's that's a great yeah. way to look at it um oh you'll be this is good uh what another else? one that we were just talking about twister was on that list these these are all oh, these are in like the top yes. the, the ones that i'm naming were all in like the top 10 15 something like that next uh mission impossible hell yes uh, fucking love the first mission the impossible. rock which i i love was how where was that what number yeah the rock was number four that year that's fucking amazing for an, a hard R action movie. I love movie. that movie so much. We will talk about that movie. It was the it was the twilight of the heyday of action so films. So good. It's like, and the thing is, that's crazy is that it's a Michael Bay movie who, in my opinion, was the death of action yeah. movies because he started making the PG thirteen. It was a shame, but at least we got the rock out of it. I guess um, number eleven that year. And surprisingly, was Eraser an Arnie? Oh, I like Eraser. It gets a bad rap, I think, but I like Eraser. I liked uh, oh, yeah. Eraser was the one I've not seen. It was the other one that I have seen. Ooh, you've never seen no. Eraser? I know. Put it's on the list. I through, obviously, because I went, I went through Arnold. puberty and then stopped watching good movies. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I well, I feel like Eraser was like the last real action movie that Arnold did before he went away to go be the governor. Right, right, right. Um, Number 24 of the same year, Jingle All the Way. Oh, we should do that too for for Ghosts of Christmas Future. That movie is fucking bonkers. We'll do that. Not an action movie in any way, shape, or form, but holy shit. Even if nothing else works out, we've always got Christmas planned because we've got Lethal Weapon coming up, Jingle <laughs> All the Way, Die Hard 2. Die Hard exactly. 2 is out there. Yeah, um, dude. 
So some other honorable mentions, some in the genre of Arnold and some outside. We have Dusk Till Dawn from 1996. Mm, I uh, dig Escape it. from L.A. Never seen it. I have seen. Um, actually, Escape from okay. L.A. Is, is kind of objectively terrible. Um, it's it's got to be. It's not good, but <laughs> you we love Kurt Russell, so we give it a pass. Um, Scream. <laughs> Scream came out that year. Scream. That's like a seminal horror yeah, film. Changed horror forever. Um, a Frank Duke's lawsuit uh, inspiring The Quest came out that year. <laughs> Goldeneye came out that year. Oh, that brought. That's the movie that like brought Bond back. Oh, man. Goldeneye. So you know, Timothy good. Dalton films were sort of not great, but Goldeneye yeah. is a top five. Pierce Bond Brosnan, movie. Sean Bean, whatever that attractive. Um, Maybe, maybe not Russian. Like, Jansen, Jansen was in there. Yes. Um, and yeah, then dude. rounding out the list, a couple of uh, seven came out that year. Ooh. Sudden death came out that year. Fucking Van Damme. And then a personal favorite outside of the genre. Ooh. Multiplicity starring Bring Michael it. Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to touch. She wants to touch my peppy. <laughs> I remember that being on HBO three times a day. At some point, and I would like always, yeah. It's like you know how when you make a copy, it's not as uh, sharp as yeah. the original. <laughs> tuck, tuck, fold, two tucks that and fold. That movie was interesting as I shit. Loved it. Never a big Andy McDowell <laughs> fan. She was never convincing. Uh-huh. She was never convincing actress for me. She's always very lovable. Um, but yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton is so funny in that movie. I love Michael Keaton, man. I'm glad he's back on the scene and working again. It's just like, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, for a while they went away from like, I don't know. It just, it felt like every actor had to be ridiculously good looking, even if they were an older guy. And now like Michael Keaton is considered, which blows my mind, an older guy. And he still is just destroying it. He's so funny. He's so good. Like, I love Birdman. Birdman yeah. fucked. It was so good. Birdman's awesome. Fucking spotlight. Amazing. Like he's such an actor. Yes, exactly. Exactly. He was awesome in the Spider-Man flick. Did you see uh, oh, where Far he was, From Home? Where he was the Raven. Yeah. Or he not was, Far From Homecoming. Yeah. Right. It was, it was really, really, really good. Yeah. He, and he's awesome. He's just a good ass actor. Yeah. Love him. Intense. Oh man. How did we do it? We've done it again. <laughs> We Dude, I, I thank you for introducing me to this movie because I enjoyed the shit out of Man, it. Man, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, yeah, like I say, it, it came from inauspicious beginnings as it was introduced in my life in the fucking middle school Bible study. But man, it's, <laughs> it has lingered favorably like a like a nice bourbon. They thought they were getting a rom-com for you guys <laughs> yeah, to watch. Yeah, they thought, they, then, thought uh, <laughs> they were introducing us to some like interracial romance, but just turned Anything out to be but. blood, guts, and glory. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't wait to see what's next in this uh, brand new year for yeah, Six brother. Degrees of Schwarzenegger. Happy 2021, friends, from the Six yeah, Degrees guys, things family. Things can only get better. Things can only get better. All um, right. And we will see you soon. We'll be back. We'll be back.